I feel it has to be firm tonight. And I'm going to use strong words as well. At the same time, I feel sad. Sad, and yet strong feelings, strong words. Uh, sad, why? Because I'm sad that God's people disagree on things. Bunyan and others differ, to, differ with us on the, on the vision of the, of the covenants. So I need to be strong, and I need to use strong words. At the same time, I don't do that to just attack God's people. They have to be clear. Let me start with what you see on the, on the screen here. A Baptist would never sing that. He can't. It's against his belief. Why not? Why can a Baptist not sing this? Jehovah's truth will stand forever. His covenant bonds he will not sever. Thousands and generations stand, days of old. Any idea? Please help me. We sing this a lot, right, after, after uh, baptism. Big end. We have a completely different view on that. No. This is only about Israel. Only about the people of the Jews. And has nothing to do with the church. This is the Old Testament. You know the Psalms. A couple of years ago, John Piper, a gifted Baptist, well known to many of us, was in Holland. And he spoke with at quite a few places. And he said, are you seeing Psalms? Really? In the Psalms is nothing about Christ. In the Psalms is nothing about God's grace. He, he was opposed to that. How can someone be so blind, so gifted, so blind? We believe that this is also about the church today. Because we see a line, right? Adam, Adamic covenant, the Noahic covenant, the ACBD, yeah, um, Abrahamic, Abraham, this is not working. And the mosaic and the ecclesiastical. We see in those uh, in that uh, in that sequence, we see different stages of one covenant. The covenant first was with Adam and his uh, and his uh, uh, seed, then with Noah, then with Abraham, then with Moses. We see here a continual line. There's no break. But in the, in the Baptist view, there's a break here. And this is past. 
We live now in the, in the time of the church, the church time. So it is very important to know this point here, this line here, what's happening. If this line is really something, uh, severing something, then you have a covenant with the, in, in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. Right? So this is a very important point. I'd like to prove that we can sing this in the New Testament. Because I don't care so much if a baby has some mother on his forehead. What I care for is how we view the baby. Do we view the baby as a covenant child or not? And that is the point. Baptists do not view our babies as covenant babies. They do not. They say first they need to be converted. And then they are covenant people. So I need to, uh, uh, we need to just give, uh, give, give uh, some attention to that. Um, who can help me? Who can show me? Who, who can um, help me? Uh, uh, proving that the Old Testament and the New Testament are one. This one, quoting. So quoting the Old Testament. Is there no other uh, pencil? Uh, is this also one? Okay. It's a fine point, yeah. Um, quotations. That's one. Two. Yeah? Okay, so, so uh, yeah. So you see in the New Testament, in the New Testament, yeah. That is, uh, that is something, uh, the, um, the tree, and we'll come back to that. Now, re reasons why it is uh, connecting. Yeah, I, I see a point here. So you would say the, 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 the uh, natural, natural branches, natural branches and uh, Gentile branches, In one tree, Romans 11. Another one? In the Old Testament, many prophecies are about the New Testament. There are many, many prophecies. Yeah. <clears throat> Let me see. Abraham. See that? Abraham, son of, son of five, is in the New Testament called the father of all the faithful. Of all the faithful. So Abraham... 
for Abraham, the father. So I have complete freedom to sing this Psalter at the baptism. Because Abraham is the father of all the faithful, and not only of, of Israel. The Lord even said to Abraham, in, in thy seed all the families of the earth will, will be blessed. Five. The Lord does not change. The saves people in the Old Testament is not different from the New Testament. And even John Gill. Remember you John Gill? A very famous theologian, beautiful commentary. He said, in the time of Abraham, there was still a way of getting salvation by works. You had to also work for it. So he said that that, that coming with Abraham is kind of not of the look forward to. And it's certainly not of Moses. And and also not this. And also not that. Now this, uh, this is all is all old, and now there's the new covenant. The new covenant has nothing to do with the Old Testament. And that is why there are so many Bibles with only the New Testament. Have you seen those Bibles? Only New Testament? I'm absolutely against that. That is Baptist view. The New Testament, that's, the, that's it. The Old Testament is kind of past. So there's a huge theology behind it, right? And I like to view our children as children of that covenant. What new for me means it's, it's updated. Here there's a huge difference. For me it is only updated. Uh, I read an uh, example. There was a uh, person who sold, I don't know what it was anymore, sold cutlery or something. And he had also um, uh, a retail person he had a, a, a covenant with, an agreement with, about how much they should, should cost and the delivery and all the details in, in the contract. But then after a while, uh, the um, seller of those uh, wanted to sell more to the whole states, to the whole uh, entire states. So he had to talk to this to, 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 to the guy who was providing it. And they had to update the contract. So is the Lord updating it. So the, 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 the grace explained here about Adam and Noah and Abraham and Moses is absolutely not any different. It's the same faith, the same conversion, the same doctrine, the same election, the same goodness, the same righteousness, the same sacrifice, the same Jesus. It's all the same. So I get a little bit brutal up. When um, I think about it, it, is, uh, it, it hurts. It hurts to hear that the Old Testament is 
something past and that he break away from that. Again, uh, it is not about the water. It's not about baptism. It is about the covenant and the importance of that. Now, in the covenant, but why are we talking about the covenant? Who cares about the covenant? That is theology. It's something that you can't sell to young people anymore. The covenant. Let's talk about believing. Let's talk about praying. Let's talk about living a good life. Be healthy. A covenant. Man, how, how, how can you sell talk about that to young people? And, and, and maybe to you. Well, it depends. If you view a, a covenant as a contract, as an agreement, as a business thing, I see a point. That is not important. But a covenant is very tender. Very tender. Very warm. It is a marriage covenant. The covenant of God with his people, the covenant also with the church, has a tenderness and a goodness and a love in it. So if you just forget about the covenant, or you have the wrong feelings about the covenant, the wrong doctrine, then you miss the point of the closeness of God with his, with, with his people, with the, 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 the fellowship with them. So I hope we uh, later on will also see how important it is. Now, in the covenant, there are promises, right? In, in the covenant, there are uh, two parties. In, in marriage, the choice is from both sides. They agree, they mutually agree to, to join. Um, in God's covenants, He is the instigator. He begins with the covenant. He decides what the conditions are. And so does first the, 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 the covenant of works. In the covenant of works with Abraham, the Lord said, if you obey me, if you don't eat of the tree, you have eternal life. So on the condition of obedience, eternal life was promised. One-sided. Two parties, but it was given from one side. Adam could not and did not want to disagree. Now we know what happened. Abraham or Adam still uh, sinned and he broke that covenant of works. So now we can be safer that way anymore. In between. Does that covenant of works still exist or not? Is it still existing or not? Well, we cannot be safe by it anymore. But the claim is still there. The claim if you are holy, if you, have, if you won't sin, if that will be, will be possible to not sin, then you could be saved by the covenant of works. But it can't, be, it can't happen anymore. 
So now instead of the covenant of works, God made a covenant of grace. Well, he had planned to do it already from eternity. And in the covenant of grace, there are two important points. Covenant of grace. I think the best explanation of the covenant of grace is in the Westminster Confession. The Westminster Confession, chapter 7, article 3. And it goes as follows. I say it, I paraphrase it. Instead of the covenant of grace, God, uh, of, 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 God has given a covenant of grace, therein he offers unto sinners life upon faith. So if you believe in him, you will not perish, but have everlasting life. It is a promise with a condition. Right? If you believe, sinners receive life. He offers that. The same part is that he promises faith to the elect. No strings attached. The Lord promises his elect to save them. To give them faith, to give them repentance, to give them persistence, to give them all things. He will save them. So sometimes in the Bible, when we see a, a promise, we see a promise like this upon faith, John 3 16. Sometimes we see a promise like in Jeremiah 31. I will give you a new heart. I will take that heart of flesh out, of stone out, and give you a heart of flesh. I will. I just will. I believe that this is biblical. To see the covenant of grace with those two aspects. You see those aspects, for example, in uh, Romans 9. If you have a Bible, Romans 9. I say the truth of Christ, I lie not, my conscience also bear me witness in the Holy Ghost that they have great heaviness 
and continual sorrow in my heart. If I could wish that myself were accursed from Christ for my brethren, my kinsmen, according to the flesh, who are Israelites, to whom pertain the adoption and the glory and the covenants and the giving of the law and the service of God and the promises, whose are the fathers and of whom, as concerning the flesh, Christ came, who is over all God, blessed forever. Amen. Not as though the word of God has taken on effect, for they are not all Israel, which are of Israel. They are not all Israel, they are from Israel. So you have two types of Israelites, and two types of Christians, and two types of covenants. The easiest uh, I find is to uh, make a circle. Not bad. And in a circle. So the offer is, this, this number one is here. And this is here. This is the elect. And this is how it is offered to. Now, when you think of, of baptism, what is uh, promised in baptism? Um, let me show it in a different way. We believe this, as I wrote before. Some churches believe only in this, and some churches only believe in this. Make sense? This is the elect. This is how it is offered. So God's grace is offered to all, but it is given to the elect. Some only have the offer of grace in the covenant. And some have nothing else but the elect. Um, don't mean to mention names of churches or not? I don't know. Bad churches, yeah. But some churches, they say in the covenant only the elect are addressed, and God offers the uh, sorry uh, promises to save the elect, and there are no promise for the rest. And others say no. This the whole congregation is offered grace, and the covenant has nothing to do with election. We see both. This is Westminster Confession 7.3. You can look it up. 
So we believe in two children of the covenant. Romans 9 speaks of children of the promise and children of the flesh. So who are the children of the flesh? Uh, Esau, Ishmael. But Isaac and Jacob, they were children of the promise. So here the children of the, of the flesh, here the children of the promise. Is it possible that someone becomes a child, a child of the promise and loses that and becomes a child of the flesh? Is it possible that someone goes from the outer circle to the inner circle? No. Someone is an elect or not. You cannot become an elect. But what is happening is, here in, the, in, in this inner circle, are converted and unconverted people. Unconverted elect. Right? And unconverted elect, they'll be saved. That's the Lord's will. So when I baptize children, I um, think of a few verbs. God can save the child. God is uh, willing to save the child. God shall save children. And he has saved. So those, those first two are for all the babies. Thank you. When we baptize a child, then the Lord says, I can save you. I'm willing to save you. I offer my grace. But with shall and has, we first need elect. And we don't know if that's true or not. Um, a very interesting uh, thing is also the family relationships. Um, I've been a couple times in Eden Jaya. I have not uh, attended baptism services, but I've heard about it and I've seen pictures of it outside in the pond. And when is uh, the, when are the people ready to uh, to, to be baptized? Um, do you have to wait until there are a couple who want to be baptized? Do you wait until? Then are we ready, or 100, or 50 percent, or? In that culture, you can do that. 
if the chairman wants to be baptized, then I'll agree with him. And the whole village is baptized. There's no thinking for yourself. There's no thinking for you as an individual. They're the opposite of individualistic. They are a common way of thinking. That is the same in Israel. The same also in the New Testament. Do you know an example of someone who was baptized and one of his children? Or one of his servants? No. And his house. His house, his family, and also the slaves. They could not possibly disagree with the father. The father was the head of the house, and there was no other way than to agree with him. So in the, that's in the, in the Old Testament, in the New Testament. Uh, think of Ahan, he was killed in his house. There are so many examples in the Bible of, the, of it and his house. There was, a, there was a family way of thinking. We believe it as well. I would say that it's called infant baptism from now on, family baptism. That's what it is. Um, Baptists often give me the feeling I have the Bible on my side. Because in the Bible we only read about idol baptism. And you people are just crazy. How, how can you do that? How can you even believe in infant baptism? It's not in the Bible. So they claim to be biblical. I would say, you break the Bible in pieces. You break the Bible in pieces. You, you break the Old and New Testament away from each other. Outside. That is doing harm to the Bible and the covenant. You let the Bible even contradict itself. You're even critical of the Bible. Because the Baptists often say, how can you be baptized if there's no faith? There must be faith first. Otherwise, baptism has absolutely no sense. And babies can believe that they, can be, they can, cannot be, be baptized. Faith is before baptism. It does not make any sense to them to change the direction, the sequence. That is being critical of the Bible. Because we all know that in the Old Testament, the young men, the people, did not first believe. They were first circumcised. So how do you def- how, how, how do you feel that? If you say that you first have to believe before you can have the sign of it, it's impossible.
Why is it important? Why is it also warm? Let me um, give you some thoughts of Thomas Watson. Thomas Watson has a chapter on the, on the covenant, and he ends with a, a few remarks. For information, see the amazing goodness of God to enter into a covenant. It's not a business contract, it's a marriage covenant. I am married to you, say the Lord. So it is good for us to know that the covenant is marriage. For trial, are we covenant breakers? In the church you are born in the covenant, sanctified in Christ, that is not sufficient. But the sad thing is that he break that he break it. Christ came to his own, but his own received him not. For exhortation. Consider the misery of, of a life without the covenant. Consider the excellency of the covenant. See God by prayer. Break off your covenant with sin. And believe in the blood of the Lord Jesus. So what is the benefit of the administration of the new covenant? Let me talk about the outer circle. You have been set apart. You have been distinguished from the heathen. God keeps a special eye on you, you may say to, to, to the children. God is, being, is paying special attention by giving you a rank in the first row. God gives you a special invitation card. God makes very clear that he cannot lie. God confirms that he has no pleasure in the death of the wicked. God promises to be a God of the generations. God wants us to plead with him. So we must persuade to serve him. Not persuade to, to, uh, to say that they are a Christian, but to persuade them to flee to Christ. I have a booklet here. I can recommend. I don't know if uh, Frank has given this to me. Is Frank here? Frank Les? No. The book, Children of the Promise, The Biblical Case for Infant Baptism by Robert R. Booth. He is a Baptist by origin. And he came to the conclusion, he always thought, we are biblical. He came to the conclusion that infant baptism is, is, is biblical. And that only ever baptism is wrong. It's the wrong view on the covenant. The wrong view on the unity in the Bible. Well, thank you for the questions I have here. I don't think I can uh, ex explain everything well, but I'll try. Let us first look at uh, Acts 2. Hmm. 
It is on. It is on. Test, 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 test. Okay, now? Yeah? Okay, yeah. Uh, X2. Um, where is it? The promise is unto you and your two children at this first. 39, yeah. Look at the text. X2, uh, verse 39. For the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are far off even as many as the Lord our God shall call uh, in the first place the words as many as the Lord our God shall call cannot mean they that will be uh, uh, chosen and elect this, there is a word used that means to add so this text verse 39 shows the unity between the adults and the children. The promise is given to you and to the children. That is, uh, in, in, in one breath. So not the promise is given to you and maybe later to the children when they, when, when they grow up, not already now. So the children of Abraham are not only the believers, also the children. In the New Testament, believers are a part of the children of Abraham. So wouldn't that mean that you need to believe before we can be baptized in faith? No. Because Abraham first believed, then was circumcised, but his children were first circumcised, and then baptized, and, 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 and then, then believed. So it is not true that in the Old Testament, uh, you first need to believe be before you can be a child of Abraham. You can be a child of Abraham worth of faith. So you can also be a child of the covenant worth of faith. And that is the difference, right? Baptists don't believe that you can be a child of the covenant worth of faith. If baptism replaced the circumcision, why was Paul, a circumcised Jew, baptized upon believing? Um, <clears throat> there was a transition period. In the transition period, some people were circumcised and also baptized. But that soon... Um, and is it still wrong that uh, Jewish people believe in circumcision? Uh, I, I think some still do. How exactly do Baptists break apart the Bible? Well, they say that Abraham's faith is different from our faith. That the believing in the Old Testament is different from the believing in the New Testament. 
We believe that this is, is, is the same, the same covenant, the same substance. It's updated. There are minor differences, but it's still the same covenant. And if the, in, in the old covenant children were included, in the New Testament, in the New, new Covenant as well. Where does the Bible say that baptism replaced circumcision? It doesn't say that it is, that it is uh, replaced here, but it says it is the same. Um, Colossians 2, verse 11 and 12. In whom also ye are circumcised, where the circumcision made without hands, and putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, buried with him in baptism. Buried also ye are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God, who has raised him from the dead. So in Colossians 3, verse 11 and 12, it is clear that circumcision is the same thing as being buried with him in baptism. <clears throat> Explain Jeremiah 31, verse 34. Verse 31. Jeremiah 31. <clears throat> Behold, the days come, say the Lord, that I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. Not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, which my covenant I break, although I was a husband unto them, said the Lord. But this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, said the Lord, I will put my law in, in the parts, and write in their hearts, and they will be, the, be their God, and they shall be my people. So you see here the weakness of the revelation of the covenant in the Old Testament. It can be stronger. So you saw those circles on the whiteboard, the outer circle and the inner circle. The inner circle is strongly emphasized in, in, in the New Testament. In the New Testament, it is, it, is, it is clear that the Lord doesn't only offer salvation, but according to Jeremiah 31, he will give salvation. So that is, that is the heart of the covenant, the essence of the covenant. So Jeremiah 31 is uh, used by, uh, uh, by Baptists in, in, in different sense. They say this only refers to the Jews. And we believe that this also refers to, 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 to the church. Yeah. They'll be the God and they shall be my people. You said Abraham is the father of the faithful. How does this include unconverted children? How does this include the children of unbelievers? As I uh, said in uh, Acts 2 verse 39, 
the reason the promise is unto you and to your children. So there it is clear that the covenant refers to the whole family. Also in the, in the, in the New Testament, so you often feel, see the expression, I think nine times, only nine times ever baptism in the, in, the, in the New Testament. And the children, the house is included. It's, it's artificial to say that in the, in, in, in the house, never children were included. Maybe there were, there were, there were uh, probably servants included, no, no problem. Why not children? What is the, what is one of the requirements for, of an elder? He rules his house well, keeping the children in subjection. So this house mean? House mean children. To keep them in, in, in check. Same house, oikia, is used to throw in, in, in the other text. So oikia means family. Family included with the servants. And you don't read in the Bible that parents were baptized and the children not, and that the children were baptized later. Like Timothy, do you, do you read that Timothy was baptized later when he was an adult? You read it. There are no examples of that. No wonder. They were baptized already. Okay. Some more questions? I recommend the book of uh, Robert Booth. We'll ask Mr. Frank Niels to uh, order a few more. Very well uh, written. And um, beautiful pieces all about the, the house. I will read the, 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 the index. <clears throat> the foundations preparing our hearts and minds. The pivotal, the pivotal point, how should we interpret the Bible? Feed the covenants of promise, the promise fulfilled, the pruning and the grafting, the covenant of grace, signs and seals, household and redemption to children and to your children's children, household baptism, and close to home, weighing the case for infant baptism. Someone also asked yesterday, what about dedication of children? Uh, in some Baptist churches, they uh, feel kind of sad that they can't do anything for the, for the, for the babies. Something tells them that something is missing. So they start dedicating the children. Um, is it in the Bible? Well, in the Jewish culture, but that's it. Uh, and again, that the, the emphasis is on we dedicating the child. In the, in the, uh, Baptist circles, the emphasis is, on, is, is huge on the first to believe, and then baptize. We have we, we, we see it more in, in, in a different order. First chosen as a privileged child, and then baptized. So God is first. 
You know, the, the hardest thing is this. How do I view children? How do I view them? Do I view my children and grandchildren as covenant children or not? Before faith, I do. I can't help it. I think that's, that, that's biblical and that is comforting. Also means that you have a huge responsibility. And to um, say that the children uh, are just similar to the Gentiles, I have a hard time believing. A few years ago, uh, I was considering the baptism of, um, of, of, of children. And there was a family who hardly came to church. And um, were we going to baptize the, the children? Yes, 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 the child says no. And then an, an acquaintance from Holland came over that, that afternoon. And I asked him, how is that dealt with Holland? And he said, well, in the state church, I didn't know that, in the state church, they baptize the children of everyone who is baptized. Even if they have not done confession of faith. So in some, some churches in Holland, at least, they have a very broad view of, of the covenant. Some people in the 1700s believe that when you are Dutch, you could be baptized. Because there was, there was a privilege. You belong to God's people, in the outer sense. That, that goes too far. But if my children, are not, my grandchildren are not, are not baptized, are they covenant children? I like to view them that way. But I am not sure. It is possible that someone is a child, a covenant child, and that because of circumstance, the child is not baptized. The thing is not, per se, the baptism of the child, but the covenant relationship. And that is encouraging me. And it encourages me not only that the Lord offers grace and underlines that, but it uh, also uh, comforts me that the Lord says, I have an Israel that is in Israel and I will save them, no matter what. And it is also something to plead upon, pleading upon the promises. So far, any questions on the floor? Yeah. In Bolivia, if an adult wants to be baptized, is the whole family baptized? Yeah. Yeah, I did it actually. Yeah. Yeah, I have the baptism there of an, of an adult, and the children, they had three, four children, and I baptized all of them. Yeah. Olivia? Am I 
Oh ja, ja. Ja, dat is heel goed aan. I think that is uh, very important. Um, I remember my wife asking her, her dad if she could go to a school evening. Was a kind of an, where she was she Christian school? And instead of saying no, he said, "You go to the bedroom." You bow your knees, you ask the Lord for, 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 for permission, and you show the Lord your, your, your baptized for that. And after that, you have the freedom to go, you may go. go. Well, she didn't go to the bedroom. She knew it was wrong. So I think it is good to, 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 to uh, underline it for our young people and children. They have been set apart. They are sanctified. Sanctified, that's not, that's not, that's not, not the real thing. That's usually so in the form, right? The form is asking parents, do you believe that your children are, are sanctified, not can be or no, are sanctified in Christ? And therefore, as members of the church, must be baptized. And our parents say, yes, my child is sanctified. In fact, if someone says my child is not sanctified, I would say, then I don't baptize him. But if you're sanctified, set apart, that comes with great responsibility as well. And I think it's good that parents and pastors and elders at house visitation uh, uh, underline that, emphasize that. Yeah. The Lord gives extra attention, it's extra done around the tree, and the reasons to, uh, to plead upon that. Joey? Oh, yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's an uh, interesting question. Um, do, we, do, we, do we recognize the baptism of other churches, right? That's, that's the question. Um, in the time of the Reformation, many um, were baptized in the Roman Catholic Church by priests. And came to the faith, and also with their children, and they wondered if they had to be baptized again. Now, fathers thought it through. And they said, we recognize any baptism if it is done in the name of the triune God, Father, Son, Holy, Son, and Holy, Spirit, Holy Ghost. And if it is done by an uh, ordained, officially ordained office bearer. So when people from the Roman Catholic Church, for example, come over to our church, we don't rebaptize them. But if some from the Mormon church comes, if you can't call the church, we say, yes, we have to be baptized again. Because you are not baptized in the name of the Triune God. Another one is now, today, what if you are baptized by a woman? 
a, a female pastor. And that's a, that's a hard one. Um, some say that uh, she can be an ordained, pa- an ordained uh, minister. And others say, well, that, uh, that should not, not be. But uh, the thing is, baptism does, the value of baptism does not depend upon the person uh, uh, administering it. It is the, is the sign, the seal. Suppose that, uh, <clears throat> actually it happens as well, in baptized circles it happens that people have been baptized as an adult, have been baptized as an adult, and then they fall in unbelief again. And they come to the conclusion that they are, that they are wrong. That they never saved. They made a mistake. So they were baptized without faith, they admit. So then they, have, then they, they, they repent again and believe again or for the first time, and then they are baptized again. Because for the film it is important that baptism is after you, how you come to the faith. So if you did not come to the faith before, if it was just fake, it has to happen again. Um, <clears throat> regarding um, regarding um, baptism of children, they were baptized by, before by others. Yeah. And, we don't think uh, that it depends on the, the person. It depends on the faithfulness. Someone else? Irene? It is true that in Baptist circles, often the emphasis is more on you have to believe than we. But I don't think that is a strong point. Because we also have, ad- uh, 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 we also have adult uh, believers, right? Adult baptism. So, yeah, I would say um, faith is, uh, is important anyway. I would be more concerned about the doctrine that I just point uh, on, on the whiteboard, the only the outer circle. And where is the inner circle? It is called the three uh, covenant theology. So then, um, this is the outer circle again. And then the inner circle is here. <clears throat> 